Hey, it's Kylie Gable, your publisher and host of the Candy Apple Press Feminization Boudoir Podcast. Welcome to another episode. Uh, Today I'm doing something a little bit different. Uh, Rather than having one long story, over time I've had a couple of short ones accumulate that I really wanted to get out there. So there are going to be three stories in this particular show. We have Bell of the Ball, which is by Diane Calloway, who you've heard on this podcast before. Andy's Apartment, which is by Mistress DJ, another frequent contributor to this particular podcast. Uh, I actually aired the segment before in July, but I really thought it fit well with the theme, and it's only a little five-minute segment, five and a half minutes. And then our third segment from Miss Olivia is a little bit of a tease, a BBC type of story about a sissy who is all excited that his mistress has finally agreed to go on a date with him, but what he doesn't know is it's a double date with two guys. So uh, we'll start off this episode, like I said, with Bell the Ball by Diane Calloway. You never suspected a thing, did you? You never wondered why a couple of the most popular girls on campus would like to have a loser like you at our party. I bet when I told you that you were a few hours early, but that you should stick around, you were in heaven. Finally, some alone time with that hot girl in class. (laughs) You were so easy too. I sat on your lap. I could feel how excited you were getting. You didn't even notice my roommate sneaking up behind you until we had you tied nice and snug. Now I'm going to have to remove the tape to do your makeup. Don't yell or I'll get very angry. And you wouldn't like that now. Would you? (laughs) You have to look your best for the party, you know. (laughs) A lot of girls from class are going to be there. And a few of them didn't think I could do this to you. Oh, (laughs) yes. We've noticed you. Well, maybe not in the way that you like. You're so small. Oh, small all over. (laughs) What are you? Five foot six? You're going to make such a pretty maid with your pretty long hair and your feminine features. You'll be a natural. But, you don't want to be a maid? I don't think I asked. (laughs) Your lips, they're so kissable with that bright red lipstick. Maybe we can find some. (laughs) Other uses. For them too. A good maid takes care of 
all her guests needs. Now you're going to want to hold still while we put these fake eyelashes on you. I must say my roommate is doing a nice job with your hair. Don't you look pretty? Now you need to go into the bathroom. You need to take a nice scented bath. Use the bubble bath on the tub and use the pink razor to remove all that disturbing body hair. Your little maid's outfit is laid out on my bed. The black dress with the two short skirt, the lacy panties, and the matching wonder bra. Oh, the boys will love that. <laughs> silky stockings and your shiny strappy heels with a three-inch spike. <sighs> we even got you the perfect little white maid's hat and apron. <laughs> now I'm going to untie you and you can either get in that bathtub and start getting ready for the party. Or you can try and be all manly and stand up to us. Tell us you won't do it. Tell us we can't make you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, sissy. Have a good bath. You're going to be the belle of the ball. I hope you like that particular story. It's a little different because it's Diane reading it um, as I think she's composing it. When I first heard it, I actually thought it was a story that I wrote for her, but it's not. It's her own creation, and uh, it reads so much like one of my uh, stories that I really wanted to include it, and she kindly gave me her permission last week. Uh, our next story is a story which has elements of BBC in it. Not the British Broadcasting Company. BBC is an uh, acronym for Big Black Cock. And these kind of stories can make me a little bit uncomfortable because it depends how the black guys are portrayed. If they're kind of savage and animalistic and they don't even look human when they're drawn... These stories, well, they, they make me uncomfortable. When, anytime you fetishize a whole race, whether it be African-American men or Asian women, I'm less enthused. However, this particular story doesn't do that. And I have no problem with BBC. If, it's, if the guy happens to be black and he has a large cock and that's humiliating for the sissy, great. I actually understand Norwegian men supposedly have bigger cocks, but you don't see a lot of um, BNC stories where it's like, uh, you know, Thor is coming over with his hammer, so to speak. Um, for some reason, this fetish has, has really blown up lately. Um, and I guess to each their own. This particular story is read by Mistress Olivia, and it's one of the very first stories that I ever worked with um, a dominant um, to get produced. I wrote it, she read it, we both retained the rights. So I think she does a great reading on this, and I hope you enjoy it. Here is a sissy's date with his mistress. 
Aw, what's wrong, sissy? I told you we could go out on a date together, didn't I? If you blow on your nails, that bright red polish will dry faster. I just wish I had time for nail art. You look cute with a little rhinestone heart in each nail. But we can do that next time. I think I did a great job on your makeup. Your lips are so cocksucker red. And your eyes are really poppy. The voluminizing mascara is a very nice touch. If I say so myself. I'm going to have a hard time keeping my eyes off you tonight. Oh, you like the sound of that. Good. Well, it's true. Every eye on the place is going to be on you tonight, I bet. Oh, don't you start that whining and complaining. What did you think a date with a goddess like me meant? Watching reruns on television and cooking up a frozen pizza? Please. Now what to have you to wear? I think you look hot in my little black mini dress. I know how you like how my legs look in it. I bet yours will be stunning too. Mmm. No, sissy. I think this red dress was made for you. The slit goes all the way up to the top of your thigh, and the halter top is going to make you look so very stacked. I'll give you a padded bra and matching panties and a sexy pair of stockings. You're going to love how they feel against your legs. Aren't you glad that I talked you into shaving them? What's that? You don't want people to see you in that sexy dress? I don't think I asked your opinion, sissy. I told you I'd go on a date with you if you did everything I said. And you agreed, didn't you? Do you really think you'll ever get a chance with a woman like me if you blow this one? So tell me now that you want me to make you look hot. Say it. Say it louder. Good, sissy. Because you are going to look so sexy when I'm done with you. Mmm. Let's finish getting you ready. You are making me so wet. Somebody is going to get very lucky tonight. Yeah, slide on those. Mmm. Oh, so silky stockings. Here, I'll help you attach them to the garter belt. Let's spritz you with a little bit of perfume. Mmm, oh, you smell so great. I'll zip you up. Oh, I think our guests are here. Wait, you thought it would be just you and me? Oh, no, sissy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> We're going to be double dating. Yes. Who's the other couple? I don't understand. I'll be going out with Tyson, and you'll be with Doug. You like big black cock, right? Oh, and you probably don't want to let them know that you're not actually a woman. Things could get a little ugly. Oh, we're going to have such a good time tonight, sissy. So for the next two weeks, we'll have something a little bit different. We have a two-part story, and we'll hear a bit from part one next week, and a bit from part two in the second week they're being read by Naima who is a new mistress that we have not had on our show before 
and it seems very appropriate for Locktober, as Chastity is a big part of this particular story. And then coming up the week after that will be a Halloween special with some nice shorter Halloween stories. Um, also, on the print side, I have a big project coming up in November. The plan is an 11-part story with eight different writers. Um, I'm trying to apply the comic book crossover style writing to feminization. So, the first part, the tenth part, the eleventh part you have to read... And the other parts are all going to add a lot to the story, but won't be vital if you don't want to get them all. So I think it's a great opportunity if you have not read any of Candy Apple Press's books to um, give this one a, uh, a read. And uh, I'm sure this is going to be available on audio sooner rather than later, too. So here is a repeat performance by Mistress DJ of Andy's Apartment. Andy's Apartment. Andy loved his apartment. Even though he could have moved into a real house now that he was on tenure track, he loved living in his old apartment surrounded by any number of hot college girls. Today, it was a couple of graduate students named Mia and Janet who had his rapt attention. Ironically, he never much cared for Janet when she was in his class, but as she laid out on her towel or in a tight jean shorts with her 36F breasts spilling out of the cups of her black bikini top, her roommate Mia was every bit as attractive as her roommate. While Janet had short auburn hair, Mia had silky shoulder-length raven-colored hair. Mia also had a rose tattoo on her right arm and a panther on her left thigh. Her 36 D breasts were captured by a red bikini. Both girls were wearing dark sunglasses, which Andy hoped would make him a little harder to see as he checked out the girls from above. Andy's reverie was short-lived as both girls simultaneously pulled up their sunglasses and flipped him off. Somehow they had seen him and even as he raced from his window to the cover of his kitchen, he thought he heard Mia yell that he was a fucking pathetic old perv. This was not good. If word got out that Andy was ogling students at the university, he'd be out on his ass and tenure-track jobs were not easy to find. After pacing the apartment trying to come up with a plan, Andy finally decided the only thing he could do was apologize to the girls and plead his case. It was now an hour since he was caught and he could see they were no longer outside. Sheepishly, Andy walked down the hall to Janet and Mia's room. It took most of his courage to walk the forty feet to their door and knock on it. As he waited for somebody to answer, he regretted not changing his clothes. His tank top showed a little bit of his belly he was starting to develop since hitting thirty, and his board shorts and flip-flops didn't give off an air of seriousness or professionalism. "'Yeah? What do you want, perv boy?' asked Mia, throwing open the door. "'Look, I, I want to apologize,' replied Andy timidly. "'If you thought I was—' Andy was cut off by Mia digging her crimson fingernails into his nipples. He yelped in pain as tears welled up in his eyes. Involuntarily, he followed Mia into the apartment, where Janet was laughing at the whole scene from her perch on the couch. "'Look who came to visit,' announced Mia. No wonder he wanted to check out our breasts, mocked Janet. Looks like he's got a nice pair of boobs of his own. 
He sure does, agreed Mia. She dragged him over to her roommate. Please let me go, pleaded Andy. You wanted to look at my boobs, Professor? Why, don't you have a good view? asked Janet, moving her bikini top and pulling a startled Andy's face right into her breasts. Have a good look. Andy's nose was right between the two great mounds on Janet's chest. He was humiliated, and turned on, and ashamed. A wave of emotion poured over him. By the time Mia pulled him up, Andy was gasping for air. He barely objected when she ripped off his tank top. You know, said Mia, you probably could use that bikini more than my roommate. How selfish of me to hog it for myself, replied Janet, using her feet and sliding the bikini top up Andy's chest where Mia tied it into place. Now it was Janet's turn to pulling on Andy's nipples. Ow, complained Andy, that really hurts. I'm sorry, Andy, but I'm an F cup, and you're barely a B. You're going to need some help filling out those cups, mocked Janet. Andy was so distressed by what Janet was doing to him, he barely noticed Mia yanking down his pants. By the time he reached his hand back to stop her, the pants were already down around his ankles. He tried to pull them back up, but she stepped on them, and with all his weight leaning forward, it was surprisingly easy for Janet to push him down to the floor. The girls helped Andy up, but now he was only wearing the bikini top. He offered no resistance as Janet tied the second part of her bikini into place around his waist. The tiny piece of material could barely contain his penis. That will never do, said Mia. That bulge has to go. I know what to do, said Janet, reaching into Andy's bikini and pulling his penis behind him, using the bikini bottom to keep it in place. That's uncomfortable, complained Andy. I bet it is, replied Janet. Mia took her phone and began to snap pictures of the confused and frustrated professor. No, no pictures, he yelled, trying to cover his face. Run along now, professor, said Mia. We've got plenty of pictures now, and if you don't want them finding their way onto the school's website, when we call, you better come running. I think we just got our own sissy maid. Bye, Felicia, moved Janet. Andy scurried out of the apartment to the sound of both girls laughing and mocking him as he did. This was going to be a very interesting semester. That's all we have for this week, but come back next week when Naima will give us her reading of the first part of The Stephanie Project by myself, Claudia Acosta, and Mindy Harris. And uh, I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you then. Thanks for all the support. Uh, if you can give me a five-star rating, I would appreciate that on your host. Also, I would love to get some more sponsors. They really help. And finally, just keep listening. Have a great week, everybody.